families all around the world are being pulled apart by the war in Ukraine. Poland's border guard agency today says it has now recorded 3 million entries from neighboring Ukraine. That is just Poland alone since the Russian invasion began on February 24th. 3 million people just to Poland. Many more fleeing to other countries as well. The exodus continues, but not all who leave Ukraine can stay away. My next guest managed to get her parents out of Ukraine and to Canada, but they could not stand being away from their home while it was under threat. Larissa Savravik left Ukraine five years ago and now lives in Calgary. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Uh, tell me about when you came to Canada five years ago, where you're from in Ukraine. Um, I'm from central part of Ukraine. Uh, me and my husband met there in Zhitomyr. It's around 100 kilometers from Kiev. Uh, we came to Canada five years ago. Um, so, yeah, all of our relatives and friends, they're all in Ukraine. Like, can you imagine that everyone is still there? Right. And that must be incredibly troubling. But when it comes to uh, your in-laws and your parents, they were were both at one point with you in Canada. What uh, What's happened with your parents? Um, so when when everything started, we we started to think how we can evacuate them, uh, which was a tough uh, tough scenario because uh, the martial law was uh, declared right away. So nothing, everything was closed, nothing works. No buses, no airplanes, of course, no trains. Uh, they then began to to do evacuations from cities where it was safe to do. But still, trains were overcrowded and they were under shelling attacks because uh, Russians were specifically shelling trains where people were trying to evacuate. So this was not an option where there, there were so many horrible things happening around. And um, um, so we started to plan how to, how, to get them, how to get them there from there. And the, the issue was that they didn't want to leave. As many Ukrainian families, they didn't want to leave their homes. Um, then we were we got successful to uh, to convince them to come, and we decided that the best option would be to find someone to drive our parents by car to the city that is close to the border, and from then take a bus to Poland, and then take one to Canada. Uh, but we also had to find where our parents could stay in Poland to wait for the documents so they can come to Canada because they still needed visas and permits and everything. So. Uh, my friend in Canada, actually, who's originally from Poland, helped to find people who sheltered our parents for this time. And uh, I'm forever grateful to her and all these incredible people. And like all Ukrainians, I'm infinitely grateful to Poland for all the help they provide. Uh, so getting visa took them a week. And then a long flight was transferred. And then they came here. They've been here for a month. However, when they come here, they still didn't, it still didn't bring peace to either of us. Uh, our parents or us, uh, we all still devastated, not living any kind of, of could be what called, can be called a normal life. We keep watching war basically online. All of our relatives and friends, they keep being under attack in Ukraine. They keep fighting. Some of them are joined armies. Some of them joined uh, territory uh, army groups that are protecting the cities. But uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, my parents, they couldn't... Uh, no matter what we try try to to do to help them to feel better and to get emotionally better, they they couldn't uh, they couldn't bear to be separated from the home. And uh, my parents decided to return back to Ukraine. And no matter what we tried to do, they 
it was not possible to stop them. They just couldn't. It must be uh, an incredibly difficult conversation that you were having with them, trying to convince them to stay and then trying to express why they needed to go back. Yeah, absolutely. It's like news are at our home are 24-7. So like one one evening, they just cannot take it anymore and they want to leave. Then next day in the morning, they they saw the report, what happened in the night, how many buildings were destroyed, how many people were killed, how many women and kids were raped and killed, and all these horrors. And they got scared again, and they, again, don't know what to do, crying, feeling that they have to be in Ukraine, that they have to be with their people, that my father, who is agronomist, have to go to fields and, and start start working on, on, on producing that will be eventually foods and bread. But, but afraid to come there. So yes, this, all these days, they were absolutely incredibly horrible. And they still keep being horrible. And this conversation, as you just said, yes, they were unimaginable for, for a human being to hold. But uh, I had to take my credit card and buy them tickets back and, and organize their travel back, which is also not not safe, not easy, because they still have to go to Poland, they still have to get to the bus, to go to the border, stay there for, um, for thanks God, only 11 hours, because uh, when they were traveling from Ukraine, the lines in, on the border were like two, three days. Have, have you been in contact with them now? They are now back in uh, the hometown in Ukraine? Yeah. Yeah. And, so they're all. And what again. what are they, what are they seeing? What I mean, you you mentioned they've been away for five months. What's what's different there now? Oh, they've been away for they've been away for one month. One month. Pardon me. One one month. Uh, so, <clears throat> well, our, our city is not completely destroyed like Kharkiv or Mariupol is, or all other small cities that are surrounding uh, and all the cities that are on the eastern part of Ukraine. Uh, many buildings are ruined in our city. School in the center of the city uh, is ruined. Uh, military, of course, ruined. Uh, the military part in the city, uh, the military station, uh, I think they call it, uh, it has been ruined and all the, all the homes around it as well, as well as the uh, hospital was uh, partly uh, affected by that. Um, but as many... As many of us already heard from news, Russia is firing rockets at everything. As it said, just residential buildings, schools, kindergartens, theaters, and thousands of people are hiding in these buildings. They also shell specifically train station where hundreds of thousands of people are trying to evacuate. It's an actual genocide that is taking place in Ukraine. And in large cities in the eastern part of Ukraine, such as Kharkiv and Mariupol, there is not a single building remain not shelled. Like everything is ruined and and you need to understand that Ukrainian cities are gorgeous. Like Kharkiv, it was founded in 1654, and there were hundreds of thousands of architectural monuments that actually survived the Second World War, and now they are destroyed. One point mil- <coughs> sorry, <laughs> million people live in Kharkiv, and many of them died. Um, I can imagine that these are fraught times with your parents back at home and trying to communicate. Um, are, are you hopeful that that they can stay or are you hoping to still convince them to come back to Canada? <laughs> my, uh, my imagination was that they will come back and uh, uh, they will stay here for, for some time and they, they will realize that it was still better here and they will decide to go back, but it's not happening yet. Um, they are still 
they're still kind of happy that they come back. They feel they feel emotionally better there, even though it's absolutely not safe. Like yes, I think we we all know that uh, Russian troops left Kiev, Bucha, and Irpin, and all this terrible footage that we saw from these small cities uh, of hundreds of victims. And actually, these cities they are around like 50, 50 kilometers from where my parents live, uh, and my husband's parents uh, and all other relatives and everything. Uh, like thousands, thousands uh, of forever mentally and physically crippled people who will not be able to leave after what they've seen in these small cities. Larissa, I want to say thank you very much for sharing your story. I know it must be extremely difficult with your parents back in Ukraine. Please take care. Thank you. Larissa Sarasik is uh, living in Calgary, formerly of Ukraine, and her parents are back in Ukraine right now. You can just imagine how difficult that must be, unable to convince your parents to stay and understanding why it is they feel the need to return, that they just can't simply sit and watch it on television in Canada when that is happening to their home country.